Welcome to the She Who Wins podcast. I'm your host, Renee Bauer. I'm an attorney, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and investor. This is the place where we dive into all of the things that matter to you, and most importantly, uncover what's holding you back from realizing your dreams. Because she who moves forward fiercely is she who wins. For years, I grew my law firm focusing on the brick and mortar business without any emphasis on my own personal brand. I had no idea what a personal brand even was, why I needed it, or how it could actually help all of my businesses. This next guest was one of the first investments I ever made in myself as the business owner, and it kicked off a wild ride that I'm still white knuckling to this day. Today, I'm speaking with Jamie King, aka The Slay Coach. Jamie King is an online marketing coach and business mentor, and she is passionate about helping creatives, coaches, course creators scale their businesses to multiple six and seven figures. She is the founder of the Slay Your Business Networking Series, podcast host of Slay School, and host and founder of The Summit of Slay. We are talking about becoming an irresistible brand, and this is an episode you don't want to miss. Jamie, welcome to the She Who Wins Summit. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So just to lay the groundwork, you were one of my very first coaches. Like you were one of the first people that I've actually started my journey of investing in myself and investing in my business and like figuring out what a personal brand is. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about personal branding and how to make yourself irresistible. Like you have done it so well. You have carved out this little spot where, you know, people like you just say the sleigh coach and people are like, oh, Jamie, like they know who you are because you've done it so well. Thank so let's, let's just start there. Like, let's talk a little bit about why personal branding or, or let's just start with um, what you're doing right now, because you have done a ton. You've had live events, you have had coaching, you have courses. So where are you today? Thank you so much for saying that. But yeah, personal branding is a lot of times people don't even know my real name. They just know the slay coach. And I try, like I went through a little rebrand and I changed my handle to be Jamie King, Jamie Jocelyn King. And then the slay coach was like the subtitle and I couldn't kill the slay coach. I just couldn't, like <laughs> I could not get rid of her. It was such a strong brand that it could not die. And I was like, all right, I guess we'll just keep it. And, and so I pivoted and I know we talked, you talked segued a little bit about this. I pivoted my business um, when the pandemic hit because we worked together right, I think right before that or right around when that Mm -hmm. hit. And um, I could not be on client calls all day, every day. I was doing a lot of one-on-one coaching. I was doing a lot of masterminds, a lot of high ticket stuff. And then I was, you as a mom understand this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was now trapped in a house with my toddlers <laughs> and <laughs> it was like, uh, how do I get off? with no childcare? Because we couldn't like send them anywhere. And I was like, and my husband also works inside of our business and has managed and ran our business the last four years. And so like, wait, how do we take turns working now in the company? How do we both keep this afloat? And I knew that something had to change And so thankfully, because I have this big, beautiful brand, 
um, I was able to pivot to a more passive offering and a more passive product suite in digital education products. So now I teach experts how to become expert educators and how to build courses and also women, empowered women on how to build seven-figure brands. And so building the brand can then be monetized in 12 different ways, Mm. 14 different ways, 100 different ways, or build the expert education course business that also has a brand attached to it. And so there's two components to our business now. Um, We still have the live events. We are bringing back Summit of Slay. We have not, we have had, as you know, this has been why I took last year off is that with the supply chain issues, with vendors being backed up so fully because wedding season was pushed back for two years, the event space is really struggling to catch up. The costs have gone up extremely high because the demand is so high because all these people are trying to get married. They didn't get married for two years. (laughs) And so we have the events. Um, We brought them back in a smaller capacity with our networking events again here in Louisville. We used to have chapters in Nashville. We had a chapter in Florida. We had a chapter in Texas. And um, we haven't opened up any other chapters yet, but we are starting locally again in person. And it feels good to be back connecting with people in the real world after so many of us were just stuck in our houses yeah. for two yeah. years. And so I still have, you know, three kids that I'm managing busy schedules for, a future college volleyball player in my teenager and managing that career of hers is a lot. But really, I've sw- switched and almost entirely pivoted to a digital education-based business model where I teach branding, marketing, and course creation. So, all right, let's back it up then. If someone is listening to this and they're like, well, how do I how do I build a brand? Like part of who you are, you have purple hair. Like that's your signature look. Like you could never change that. I you can't. Know that, I tried. Right? It doesn't, it doesn't go well for <laughs> anyone. Can. No. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to reject it and have an opinion about they your did. hair color. <laughs> and when I changed my name to Jamie, they're like, no. <laughs> big no. It's the sleigh coach. Still, when I go to the grocery store, it's the sleigh coach. And obviously you can't miss me in a store because my hair is bright purple. And I I tried once in 2020 when we started to pivot the business model. I was like, well, let's see if this will work as a blonde again. Not because I don't love this purple hair. I am just tired. I do this all myself. (laughs) I mean, and also don't you have to dress to make sure you're not clashing? Like there are colors you can't wear. There are colors that do not look great with this hair color. Like a lot of them, a majority of them, which is why you always see me in black um, or purple or pink. There just aren't a lot of things that go well (laughs) with this hair color. So backstory, beauty school dropout. I know what I'm doing. I color my hair once a week to keep it this bright. (laughs) Once a week? Yeah. Once a week. That's a lot. Every, every like three washes, three or five washes. I have to not like full color it. I just have to like touch up parts that are looking kind of (laughs) dull. People are like, how do you keep it so vivid? I feel like that. That's a whole another episode and how to keep your color bright. But all right. So how does someone start a personal brand? And like, how would you even define what that means? Because I, for so long, like I had a a brick and mortar business. I ran a law firm and I was in the business without a personal brand. And then it Mm -hmm. was like, once I started taking that journey of actually building a brand, it was like incredible what happened in my, my digital business, in my brick and mortar business. Like it 
all was impacted, even mm-hmm. though you think like, maybe, maybe it won't, maybe I'm not a coach or I'm not a yeah. course creator. Why do I need a personal mm-hmm. brand? And I think everyone does. So let's yep. start first your take on why it's so important to have one. And watching you really step into that version of yourself, the branded version of yourself has been so fun to watch. Hmm. Um, Your badassery come out and your alter ego come out. Um, I'm actually doing a talk next year on corporate professional personal branding, because like you said, your brick and mortar is affected. Everything is affected by a personal brand. And my daughter, I've been teaching my teenager on building a personal brand within her volleyball organization so that she makes the team she wants to make. So a personal brand is doubling down and amplifying your favorite parts about you, uncovering the things and finding out the parts of yourself that you are hiding and pouring rocket fuel on the things that the, I always say your magazine cover, what would, if you had a magazine cover that would say five different things about you, what would you put on that magazine cover? And for me, it, it pivots. It's not always the exact same thing, but it's family life, fun, freedom. There's going to be beauty and wellness stuff on there because I used to be a health and fitness coach. There's going to be F-bombs because I'm an F-bomb mom and I don't always, I was raised by a mom who built trucks. So I don't always mean to be that way, but I cuss like a sailor and I, I know how to censor myself when I need to, but there are things that people see the color purple and they send to me. Oh my God, I thought of you. I saw this in purple. Oh my God, I thought of you because I saw the word slay and they'll send me a cup of the word slay. So when people think, when you double down and amplify your presence, and own it. I was a purple person mm. already, but I wasn't owning it. So before yeah. I created the Slay Coach Alter Ego, meaning the amplified version of myself, which is all the things that I love and just loving them more and expressing them publicly <laughs> and letting people yeah. know these things about myself and letting people in on personal details about myself that make me unique, it has created a bond with people yeah. that resonates. Now, they might not be purple people. They don't. They might not love the color purple, but they love that I am unapologetic yeah. about my love for the color purple. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. It's awesome. I it, it just reminded me of something you said to me on one of our first calls that has stuck with me. And you said, we need to messy you up. And at that point, when I was showing up, I was like, in my head, it's like the perfectionist, right? Like if if I'm not showing up as something perfect or refined or polished, then I shouldn't be showing up at all. And that Mm -hmm. couldn't be so further from the truth. And I love that that was that was your message for me is like, just show up and be messy about it. And now I feel like I'm kind of the queen of mess. Like I'm really good at (laughs) it. Like I I don't care anymore. The relatability (laughs) factor. And it's I tell people yeah. like that are professionals because I've worked with a lot of doctors, lawyers, uh, pharmacists, and they're trying to build these personal brands. And I'm like, look, you have been brainwashed by society. And if you're trying to build a personal brand, who are the people you are building a brand for yeah. influencing? It's usually the masses or the average person. And now if you want to look super polished because you're pitching a venture capital firm, then you you polish your brand a little bit more. But if you're trying to build a personal brand with an audience and a following, then the most important part is relatability and figuring out how to harness what you think might be a weakness or what you think might be a flaw, the vulnerability. And Brene Brown's entire career is built on the power of vulnerability. So vulnerability, authenticity, when I started just owning, for one, taking what I thought was wrong with me 
why I um, couldn't get a a further ahead in corporate America. I was kind of plateaued for a couple of years. I had gotten a ton of raises and promotions and then I kind of plateaued is because I didn't have a degree. So what I didn't want people to know about me as a business professional when I launched my own business was that I don't have a business degree or I don't have a degree. I didn't want people to know that about myself. But when I flipped it on its head and owned it and said, I am an expert because of my background and experience, not because of this piece of paper and Mm -hmm. owning that. And people were like, oh my God, that's so cool. I'm so insecure that I don't have a specific certification in my career or I don't have a specific piece of paper either. And it wasn't about the degree. It was about the relatability of people seeing me own the fact that I'm going to be successful no matter what. I don't give a shit about that piece of paper. Oops, sorry. Forget whose podcast. I'm on Renee's podcast. It's safe. It's safe. (laughs) We messed you up. (laughs) Safe space. And and I, um, yeah, I just owned it and decided, okay, I am these things, but here's how, what I am. I might not be this, but I am this and this is worthy and this is better. My experience, my restaurant management experience, my corporate management experience, my network marketing success. Yeah. And adding all of those is what built my authority and giving me the confidence to yeah. own the fact that I was really insecure for a long time about not having a degree. And when I owned it, oh my God, then I wasn't hiding anymore. Yeah. I was like, okay, I just said it out loud. So there's nothing to hide. I'm out. Yeah. Everyone knows. And it's so freeing. That that and I like I experienced the same thing with my divorces, as you know, that I'm twice divorced and I was like so embarrassed and so insecure about it. And then once I outed myself, I'm just like, OK, so what? It the is. Best thing and you can it's, do. it's so freeing. So mm-hmm. how does someone stand out in a crowded space? Because if if there's a coach listening out there, they're like, oh, but there's so many people doing the same thing. So how do you really shine and, and bring in an audience? Like, how do you stand out? <laughs> well, Aside from dyeing your hair purple. And that's the first that I was going to say. Everyone's <laughs> like, do I need to dye my hair purple in order to like get attention? And no. And not at all. And you don't have to say F-bombs. You don't have to be a sweary mom or... <laughs> crazy like me, um, the most important thing in standing out from your competition is looking at and creating and crafting what I call your, what the industry calls your UVP, your unique value proposition. What is it that you do differently? Who is it that you could help this different? Is it either the what, the who, or the how you do it that is different? What is it that makes you unique? And for our brand, is me talking about my ADHD and talking about my neurodivergence and struggling with mental health and anxiety, I've created kind of a little niche circle of people who come to learn from me because I am authentic and vulnerable, but also because there was nothing in the market that existed that really, there's a lot of courses on how to build courses. There's a lot of programs Mm -hmm. on how to build an online business, right? Or a lot of courses on how to build a brand. But I break it down simply and easily and quickly. And so my process is much simpler and easier. And it's neurodivergent friendly. Our modules are recorded with specific fonts and colors and backgrounds that are going to be more easy to read for people that are autistic. And so all these different things that I've found is like, oh, I do it simple. I am extra. What I do is simple. Got it. And so I found this unique market and message of like, look, you want to build a brand and create passive income and share your life on social media, but it seems hard. I make it easy for them. And I found that easy button. And I found that the thing that my people want, because they are 
extra or because they are busy moms or because they are neurodivergent or ADHD. And so those are the type of people that come into my space now. And it's not just people with purple hair. Yes, there are people that buy because they have purple hair and I have purple hair. Or they're like, oh my God, you have tattoos like me or you say F words. There's all kinds of reasons why people buy from you. But if you want to stand out, stop saying what everyone is saying. Stop following and doing what everyone else is doing. Look at what does your competition do well? What are your unique skills and passions? And then what is your competition missing? What is missing in the market? Use your skills to fill that gap. Hmm, That's so good. This message is for the dreamers, doers, and goal getters out there. The She Who Wins Summit, a live event experience, is coming to Connecticut on April 28th and 29th, 2023. It's time to supercharge your soul so you can show up even more powerfully in your life, in your relationships, and in your business and career. Learn more at shewhowins.com. So you're talking about um, you're talking about digital courses. You're talking about coaching. You're talking about anyone in the digital space, but that could also apply to a brick and mortar business too, yep. right? Absolutely, and it could also apply to standing out at work, standing out from your peers yeah. and coworkers. Okay, well, if you're trying to be the best on your team, and so and so is the best at sales, maybe you're not the best at sales. Maybe you're the best at retention, or maybe you're the best at yeah. something else. And if, so, if you're trying to compete with someone else and they already have market share, they already have a following around that, yes, you can go take a part of their market share, but why not position yourself in the market against your peers? What is everyone else yeah. doing? How can I zig when they are zagging? Mm, that's gold. That's so good. So Jamie, let's get real for a second because... So much of I know when I first entered the digital space, you heard a lot about launching and doing these live launches. And you talked about you you yourself are pivoting to passive income stream. And I think that some of that that model, that live launch model is exhausting. And I know many, many women who are, are so burnt out from doing that. And I just had a conversation with one a couple of weeks ago and she was launching like every four weeks and she was exhausted. Ooh, that's a so, lot. Yeah, like I'm just curious as to what your take is on that that particular model because there are so many coaches out there still following that and they're constantly having to show up and be on. There are a lot of people that don't understand their own self, their own sense of self, and they're following a business pattern or they're learning from a mentor because they like how much money that they make. And so they learn a business model based on how much money someone makes or because they have a good brand. And I say this, don't just buy because my brand resonates with you. Buy because my values, buy because of what the substance is inside of the program and what it brings to the table. And a lot of these people are duplicating business models in a launch format because it's what was always done before. Mm -hmm. Instead of really looking at what is best for my family, what is best for my personal energy maintenance, what is best for my mental health, And if I don't think it's possible, who is an expander out there that has a business model that runs their business in a way that looks fun, that has a lifestyle that's similar to me? Because a lot of the problem I got into is I was learning, you know, from people and no shade to anyone. I was learning from people who did not have children. And I don't do that anymore. I was learning from people who would tell me to do all these things, these guides, these mentors, that would say, or reading blogs or reading books, like 
the hustle books, the high performance habits books. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I want to read a book on high performance habits that was written by a mom of three. I would love that. (laughs) That has little children, not just like three teenagers or something. Not that teenagers aren't hard, but that isn't wiping butt right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Wait, Jamie, I think you just... um... I think you just created a new job for yourself as to to writing a book. I know. I am working on one, but it's it's not technically for moms, but obviously I am a mom. And it was originally called Tension Whore. And then I found out that that was going to get me in a lot of trouble with brands. And um, so it's now called Too Much. <laughs> hmm. Oh, that's a shift. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to be as Attention Whore is going to be in the subtitle. Um, the manifesto for Attention Whore's um, bossy girls. And I forget the other part. I have to go look at my (laughs) manual, (laughs) but it's like, I was learning from the wrong people and I got burnt out on that launch model because I was like, Oh, that's what they do. That's just how business works. And you, you do it like that. Instead of stopping to think, could there be anyone else out there? If I don't know them, can I ask, does anyone know of a business model where people are working about this many time, this many hours a week, or they're only launching on Evergreen or they're launching twice a year? I launched twice a year with Evergreen enrollments in between. And so I didn't want to completely ditch the launch model because I love the excitement and energy that it brings to my team, that it brings to my following, that it brings to my students that get re-energized and we have affiliates and they're able to participate in a big way. And it's kind of a community thing. So yeah, I like the launch model, but not, I don't launch every two to four weeks anymore. <laughs> it's yeah. twice a year. Yeah. I mean, and that's hard. I, I launched once and I realized I hated it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm never doing this again. And I had people reaching out like, when are you running that program again? I'm like, I'm not because I don't want to. I'm like, I didn't enjoy it. So why am I going to put my energy into that? Just because it made sense to do it. I just didn't want to. So I think that there's like power in that too, is recognizing like who you are and saying no, even though you see other people doing it. And even if it could be successful and saying, I still don't want to do it. And getting over that FOMO. Yeah. Of like, oh, I'm missing out on money or I'm missing out on opportunity or I'm missing out on this. But what are well, you because, and, and, right. And what are you gaining? Because it, like for me, it was it was taking so much time and I wasn't able to do things that I did want to do and put the time and energy into that. So I traded mm-hmm. it. It was like, all right, I'm going to give up this. But I see right. like I have a vision for something beyond that. Yes. Um, yes. So there was power in that. But that took a moment to get to because I felt mm-hmm. like, oh, I have to be doing this because this is what you're supposed to do. Same thing with my private coaching and consulting. I thought, well, I needed to I need to charge six figures and launch a bunch of high ticket coaching containers. And I was burnt out from that. Yeah. I did not want to do that all the time. I did not want to be 15 people's emotional support system yeah. for their business and also their strategist and also their like yeah. <laughs> mentor and their guide. And not because I didn't love the work, but that as an empath, how much yeah. pressure that puts on their results for me because I care because I care so deeply about those results. And I make sure that now when I take on a client, I don't take on anyone that I'm not, I haven't heavily vetted because I don't do private one-on-one coaching anymore, but I still do masterminds and group stuff. When I take on a client or an intensive person, I make sure it's someone I know whose business model is going to quickly get success because the energy as an empath and as a mom of wanting to just genuinely help and put good out into the world. It wasn't working for me. People are like, you could be making so much more money. I'm like, dude, I threw away half a million dollars a year when I shut down that part of my business model. Yeah. 
and it wasn't worth it because I wanted to be more energetically and emotionally available for my kids because I was not. When I was always emotionally available, doesn't mean I didn't have time boundaries or at work hours or office hours. I always had good boundaries, but energetically, even when I wasn't on, I was holding that space for them. Yeah. And not for yeah. my family as much as I wanted to. I mean, that's exactly how I felt when I was actually taking on divorce clients, which I'm not anymore. Um, but when I did, like I, my my soul was sucked dry by the time mm -hmm. I got home because there was so much energy coming in and I felt like I had to like fix it or nurture yeah. or like take, and it's hard. Mm -hmm. So that brings me to, I love that you brought this up because you're talking about a shift. Like I think so many people get stuck in like, oh, if they're known for one thing, they have to always mm -hmm. do that and they can't switch and they can't change jobs or they can't start the business. Um, and I love that you talk about like, you you went through a season where you were hustling so hard, making yeah. the seven figures, doing that, and then passing that season to say, okay, you know what? Like now I need to focus on something different. Like, was that an internal struggle to have that conversation to be like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to leave something on the table yeah. here. Such an ego death, such an identity shift. And especially when I was known as the slay coach and I was no longer coaching yeah. people. I didn't, for one, I didn't like a lot of the things I saw in the industry. And I was like, well, I don't want anyone to get me confused with someone like that. Cause that's not yeah. how, that's not the values of our company. That's not what I do. And, and so I also didn't like how much energetic space it, it took over in my life when I wanted to be more energetically available for my family. But the ego death that happened when I pivoted, when my identity for three and a half years was yeah. actually eight years. Cause I was a fitness coach before that was coaching. This is, this is who you are. This is what you do. You believe in this art. And I still believe in it. And I was like, I believe in it. Then why am I not doing it? And it's like, yeah. you're saying no. You have boundaries now. You're saying no. You're walking away with stuff. And then shifting from, I was making 100K a month, every month for a long time, for a year. And it was like, I had like 11, 1200 K months. Now I've had 12. And I think we had one, it wasn't a solid year. It was like one in between. So it was like over a course of like 13, 14 months. But I was making all this revenue, but I wasn't any happier or more fulfilled. Yeah. And I was like, and I was working 30 hours a week, 40 hours a week, which I had created another nine to five for myself that I had walked away yeah. from. I'm like, wait, I walked away from a corporate job and I was traveling every other week. I was speaking in like your event is the first event I've spoken at, like in the future, like going forward in since COVID because I was, I, I said, no. After that, I said, yeah. nope, I got to be here for my kids. And I turned down money and I turned down opportunity and I walked away and I was like, what does it mean about me if I'm not making hundred K months anymore when everyone mm -hmm. knows me as making this much money? <gasps> oh, ego death. Still, I'm like, <laughs> why can't you not be 50 to 75? And we've had hundred K months since while being five hours a week working in the summer and being with your kids all summer. Like, yeah, that is good enough. And not wanting to double every year over year because yeah. that's not sustainable. But when you're like me and you blow up quickly, if you don't have a strong, thankfully I had a strong foundation of support and I, I hired everyone very quickly and I brought in the team and I brought in my husband and I did all the things right. But if you don't have a strong foundation of what you actually want. You're just hitting numbers and goals for the sake of hitting numbers and goals. Yeah. Yeah. 
Actually, Which I think that sometimes that I like, don't you think that you have like you have people who operate very much from this like woo woo feel space. And then you have like people who are like strategy. And I'm I kind of hover between the two, but I'm going to I'm going to jump over on the strategy side much more. I'm going to mm-hmm. look at the numbers. I'm going to do the actions. And I feel like for the, us, for that, that pool of people, it's harder for us to then step back and like feel say be like okay this doesn't feel good anymore i'm like because it looks good on paper why doesn't it feel good (laughs) it's working but am i happy and like i went through my my super woo phase and i came out of it and i went back to it and i came out of it and i (laughs) now have a really good energetic balance between the woo and the do and the strategy and the Mm. thinking and the heart-centered feeling thinking brain feeling parts and there is a constant struggle and battle for me every day to make sure I am maintaining balance between those two parts of me and checking in with myself and my family. So now we have a monthly family meeting where we check in on our personal goals um, individually. And as a family unit, we have that with our team as well. Um, And I have that with myself. I I check in every Sunday when I plan the week and how, how do I want my week to look? And I have systems in place and calendars to remind me because I have ADHD <laughs> remind me to check in with do I like this still and if yeah. I don't like it how can I like it what can I change about it or is it something we need to scrap or pivot or change it to make sure we love it mm, that's such a good tool it's such a good tip so you're speaking at the she who wins summit in April. I'm so So excited excited to have you. You're talking all about branding. This was just kind of a little glimpse of what is to come. You also host your own event. Do you have a date for that yet? No, we're hoping for November of Mm. next year. Um, We, our AV guy, our audio, you know, the AV bill is like our biggest bill. Oh yeah. And Mm -hmm. so our guy, that's the best. I don't know if you remember Corey from last time, Corey, who is the best. And the cheapest, like by far, by like half, 50%. Like, and we're talking tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And a difference of price. And um, yeah, he is like so booked out. And I'm like, oh, wow. I cannot bite the bullet without Corey. I hire Corey before I hire the venue. I book Corey oh. before I book anything else because he's the best and he's my favorite. And we lo- we've done so many events together now. We just know each other well. And I'm like, Corey only has November 11th or something like that. And he also has like one day in August or two days in August. And I'm like, okay, maybe. (laughs) I don't know if I want to do August again, but. Do you know that um, that my whole videographer team came from a connection from your event? So he was he was the person who filmed Ashley Gordon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So he came up and knocked it out of the park. And then awesome. the, for the next one, that I kind of did the same thing. I'm like, all right, you're, you you are like my core vendor. Like, let's make sure right. you're available before we do anything else. Yeah. All right. You, when you find that one, when you get into doing like, I think I've done over 60 events in the last four years and some, you know, as small as 30, some little like, ga- like masterminds that were 10, 12, whatever, but 30 all the way to 300. And when you find that one vendor, you're like, nail it, keep it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. So, all right. Before I ask a final question, where do we find you? How do we connect with you? You can find me at Jamie Jocelyn, J-O-S-L-I-N King, K-I-N-G. 
You can also search the slave coach. It comes up and it routes back to me. Always, all roads. And she has of the purple people. hair. <laughs> purple hair. Yeah. All, all roads. And um, the slayschool.com. That is our online school and where we host our courses and things like that. And also the Slay School podcast. We have a new podcast, but I can't talk about it yet. It's coming oh. out next year. It, who who is the part? Who is your ideal person who would take your course? It, you're going to be a busy mom, um, a neurodivergent person who needs things laid out step by step. Simply, who wants to build an online brand and passive income products, digital products. So, if you're wanting to be a group, get into group coaching, not one on one. If you want to start a one on one coaching business, I'm not for you. <laughs> but if you want to learn how to monetize your knowledge and experience on the internet and you need it to be modules that are 10 minutes long, not sit through 300 hours of video trainings, I can help. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be ADHD to want 10 minute modules because yeah. who can do that? I can't do that either. Although well, I might be ADHD. Courses who are knows? Like, <laughs> 300 hours long. And I'm like, I don't have time. I can't (laughs) do that either. I can't even read an email that's that's like more than a paragraph. Like if it's more than three sentences, I'm checking out. I am not looking at it. It will sit there for three weeks until I just have to look at it to like delete it. So we actually have a short email uh, sequence template that we give to people. It's like, here, just send out these quick emails. Hey, do you still want help with that? (laughs) Cool. Got it. I know. I know. Awesome. Okay. Final question. For you, what does it mean to win? Ooh, um, I don't lose. And I said this, this is a pattern for me this week. Um, It's an identity as I do not lose. And not in like a super ego-centric Trump way or something. Like, not like, (laughs) I always win. I'm a winner. Winners win. Not like that. But like, I was literally just an hour ago at lunch with my husband, had this exact phrase that I'm about to say is, I don't lose I just don't always hit my goals at the time I said I was going to hit them. Ooh, so say that one more time. I always win because if I lose, it's only because I didn't hit the goal at the exact moment I said I was going to hit it. So amazing. You cannot lose if you're a relentless psycho like me who just yeah. does not quit. I do not quit. And if you could get that ingrained into your identity of who you be, like, oh, then I can never lose. I will make gambles and take risks and do bigger things yeah. that might cause me to fail at first. Yeah. But then I tweak it and I do it again. Then I tweak it and then I do it again. Then I tweak it and I do it again. If we could just decide as a collective to shift our identities as if I genuinely want something and I desire to hit that goal or obtain that or to have that or to win at something. I am not going to allow my identity to become a loser or not getting that goal. I am going to make sure that I identify as a person who wins. I am the person who wins. I get that no matter what. And I don't quit until I do. I love that. That's awesome. I mean, such a shift, right? Because a lot of people quit if they don't get it right away. Or even at your event, I I had shared that I had like over 100 rejections before I got an agent and then countless publisher rejections. And I got the book deal. Like it took three years, but he got it. So it's like just that mentality of like, no, this, 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 this minute of rejection or redirection is not going to get the best of me. So good. Exactly. Jamie, you are absolutely the best. I adore you. I love you. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. And we'll see you in the spring. Yay. That's a wrap. 
Please subscribe to the She Who Wins podcast so you'll be the first to know about every new episode that drops. Until next time, and remember, she who moves forward fiercely is She Who Wins.